Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Crystal Palace Women's Show, brought to you, uh, as always, by Eagle Eye View, myself, Mike, and my co-host, Phil. Uh, we've had some technical difficulties, but we are on, and uh, we are in a very good mood. How are you, Phil? <laughs> I'm in a very good mood, funnily enough. I wonder why. Um, yeah, it's great, isn't it? Um, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, um, still buzzing after the weekend. I mean, good grief. Never known anything quite like that, really. It was incredible. Uh, we'll talk about it in depth, obviously, shortly. But, um, yeah, so I'm very well. How are you? Believe it or not, I'm in a very good mood as well. Uh, <laughs> still buzzing off last weekend. Plus, I've got the joy now. I've got no work for two and a half weeks. Oh, lovely. Uh, so we have our family holidays here at last. Um, but, yeah, what a, what a, what a weekend. Yeah. Um, uh, we will, as you say, we'll go into in depth in it shortly. Uh, I made an appearance on um, Away the Lasses pod last night, uh, where I got to talk about it. I think I always um, talk too much when I'm on their pod, um, but I was on there last night, and hopefully later on we'll have Ant uh, from Away the Lasses on with us. Um, and that's because tonight is our typical uh, review and preview show, where we will be later on previewing this Sunday's game as we travel up north uh, to face the Sunderland at Appleton. Uh, and what is a top-of-the-table clash, believe it or not? Um, but, of course, before we talk about that, we will be talking about the small matter of an absolute de demolition of Dirty Durham. So, um, oh, the joy of that. So, uh, we will be talking about that uh, in some depth, I have no doubt. So, before we do that, as always, I, I run through the, the results from the weekend. Um, and as always, when I say that, I haven't actually got them to hand. So, <laughs> oh, turns out I did. Uh, more prepared than I realised I was. So, uh, last weekend's results, the, the 12 o'clock kickoff, the small matter of Crystal Palace 9, yes, that's 9, uh, Dirty Durham 1, just in case you didn't hear that, it's Crystal Palace 9, Dirty Durham 1. Uh, Blackburn Two, Sheffield United one. Blackburn were one nil down after about two minutes in that game as well. Um, really good start of the season they're having. Uh, the Clowns, Charlton lost three two at home to newly promoted Watford, so they're still without a win. Um, that's the first defeat of the season, and that's going to have hurt at home to Watford. Um, that would have hurt Charlton. Uh, Lewis got their first point of the season at home to Birmingham, who uh, got their first point as well. Uh, so the bottom of the table clash, uh, point either way. So uh, the, the title favourites before the season started, still yet to win. Uh, London City, they drew in Kent at home to Reading. Uh, I think there's a late equaliser for Reading there, in Kent, just to clarify. Um, and Southampton, the only team who had a 100% record after two games and were top going into this weekend, lost 1-0 at home to Sutherland, who... Um, are one of only, who remain unbeaten. Um, so a, a weekend of some surprise results. I'll be honest with you. Uh, even if you put ours beside for a second, um, I, I don't think really people are expecting Blackburn <laughs> to win, Watford to win, um, Saints to lose. So uh, some surprise results. We'll, we'll discuss that in a moment. But just as what it does to the table. Obviously, only three games in, but it's a very nice one to read this week. So, top of the table, seven points. Uh, after three, These are all after three games. With a whopping goal difference of nine. Um, the, the first time we've ever seen such a thing. is the mighty Crystal Palace. 
And then in second, also on seven points, but seven goals behind us in the goal difference, uh, are the only team to yet concede a goal this season, and that is Sunderland. Then Southampton has slipped to third on six points. Blackburn up to fourth, also on six points. You then got uh, London City on five points and fifth. Watford on four points and sixth. Durham are now seventh. Uh, they were they were second going into the weekend. They're now seventh uh, on four points with a minus six goal difference. I can't think why. Um, Reading are eighth. Three draws, three points out of three so far. Uh, Charlton, just the two solitary points in ninth. Minus one goal difference. Sheffield United on one point in tenth. Um, they were minus two goal difference. And then Birmingham, still 11th. I think technically after the Claude probably have it the other way. But they're 11th, uh, one point from three games, minus two goal difference. And then Lewis uh, are bottom one point um, and minus five goal difference. So despite... Um, so there's only one short of, of Durham who they could that thumping. So um, that is the table. Um, one round of fixtures to go before the international break. Phil, uh, some surprise results there. I believe you'd agree. Yeah, I mean, you you pick them out, really. I mean, no one really would have thought Watford would go to Charlton and win. Um, another surprise, really, is Birmingham. I mean, uh, there's two sentences off in that game. It was, you know, it was obviously a very tight game and niggly. And um, you'd expect Birmingham to go there and win, really, at Lewis. But I think um, the, biggest, the biggest shock, of course... Um, Apart from our, well, it wasn't really a shock out. We've we, we, we've been saying for a couple of years, haven't we, that we will absolutely thrash someone one day with the players we've got. Um, so I don't know if that was a massive shock. Although the nine goals obviously was a was more than we we'd ever expected. But I think the biggest shock really was Southampton losing at home to Sunderland because Southampton with Birmingham's um, sort of slow start. And I think Birmingham were the favourites. I mean, they, not only have they did they win nine of their last ten games last season, but they've also sort of strengthened in the summer. So Birmingham lose um, Birmingham were the favourites. But the way Southampton has started, you'd think actually with Birmingham sort of not having the greatest start, Southampton sort of moved into that pole position as favourites to win the league. So for them to lose at home to Sunderland was a real shock. I mean, massive. Uh, massive shock. So, um, so yeah, there were some real surprises there. It's a really, I mean, it's a brilliant league to be involved in because, of course, you just don't know really from one week to the next. Anyone can beat anyone. Um, I really don't think there's going to be a team adrift at the bottom this season um, like there has been in the past with Coventry last year. But I think it's going to be really tight, you know, and I think I can almost see between fourth or fifth and, and bottom being like five, four or five points. I mean, I think it will be really tight right the way till the end. Um, I think teams will uh, take points off each other. And I think, you know, we've seen that already at the beginning of this season. So, yeah, really surprised. Um, doesn't do my predictions any good in the prediction league that we run in. But, uh, you know, who cares really when, you, when you've got a league that's that, that's so interesting? I mean, it is really good to talk. It's really good to watch. And I'll try and catch up on a Monday with all the goals from all the games on the FA player. And, you know, and... Some of the, I mean, Charlton just threw. I mean, the, they threw one of the goals. I mean, literally, 
the goalkeeper passed it to one of the um, Watford players who just basically knocked it inside for someone to tap into an open goal. I mean, it's just like, you just, and the week before, that Charlton goalkeeper made a brilliant save. So you just don't know anything can happen at any time, really, in this league. And, you know, I've always said goals change games. I mean, if, if Durham had scored first against us, it would have been a very different game as well. So, yeah, it's a really, um, really interesting league. And there were some real shockers in there, weren't they, really? I mean, um, do, you, do you agree that Sunderland win at Southampton was probably the biggest shock out of the lot? Yeah, I think that, I think that's fair. Um, just purely because you go by, I mean, you could say Lewis drawing with Birmingham, but Birmingham having lost both games so far, um, you know, it's, it's so, I suppose, less, less of a surprise. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sunderland are proving a surprise package so far this season. I know I, I, they were talking about it last night. Um, there's a real positive buzz up there at the moment. You know, we both had them down as relegation favourites at the start of the season. Um, and, you know, they're looking anything but that at the moment. Um, but, you know, Saints, two wins out of two. At home, you, you'd expect them to win that. But if, I know, um, I've seen, like, we've seen Jude and she said that they, they should have won 5-1 if they took their chances. Um, Southampton. But, you know, I said last week, didn't I, that Stefan's had a great start, but on paper, they probably have had one of the easiest starts. You know, that's no disrespect because Blackburn are a really difficult team. And then they're to beat. We've said that last season and they're proving it again this season. Um, but, you know, on paper, when you, your opening three games are um, Blackburn, Lewis, and Sunderland, who were the. Because, you know, I think they were, were like 9th, 10th, and 11th last season. Um. And the three teams that aren't necessarily full time, they're not full time in this league, I don't believe. You know, that's on paper is an easier one. I said that their challenge, the test of Southampton would be when they come up against us and Birmingham and Reading and London City and well, I said Durham, but you know, um, and Charlton. And that's where the test is going to be for them. But they've already kind of shown actually um, they're not quite, perhaps, they're, you know, that. They haven't even got to one of those tests yet, and they've dropped points. So, yeah, definitely a surprise result. And it's really this league is at the moment now is impossible to call. I mean, I think only cut the only three people got one right result on the weekend, and that was because they had the draw. Um, I think it's like the London City draw, and that was about it. Um, funny enough, no one predicted our result. Um, but yeah, it's really hard to call because I keep saying, and I like you know with Birmingham. You know, no no team wins the league having lost the opening game. I said last week having lost the opening two, three games in. You know, no teams won this league having not won a game after three games. And you've got Birmingham and Charlton both sitting in that position, who are the teams that at the start of the season I'd have put as first and second this year, going on the squads that they've got. So it's kind of mad. Maybe this year is the one where you're right. You know, no one falls away at the bottom, but also no one runs away at the top. Because, you know, I mean, Southampton have already lost a game. Obviously, we haven't yet. But, you know, perhaps, maybe it's going to be a bit different this year. But we said, you know, you're, we're already nearly a fifth of the way through the season or whatever it is. So, um, six points behind already for, for Birmingham, five for Charlton. Those those gaps are hard to make up in this league. Um, so, yeah, no, that was, that, I think you're right. That was probably the, the shock. That was probably the shock result in terms of who won, and ours was most definitely the shock in terms of scoreline. Um, which brings me round to that game. Um, 
so, but before we start talking about that match, uh, as always, just run through the lineup. So, it's pretty much as you were. We had uh, was one change to start in lineup because um, Polly got injured during training in the week. So uh, Natalia Negri continued in goal. Then you had Kirsten Ryan at right back, Fliss Gibbons at left back with Hayley Nolan and Captain Amy over at centre backs. Then you had Philbs in the holding role in midfield with Sinead Hockcroft and Anna Blanchard in front of her. And then we had Paige Bailey Gale making her first start of the season on the right wing and uh, Moles on the left wing with Husey in the centre. So just one change. The bench as well was a bit, bit we, was a bit big. Obviously we'd, we'd lost Polly, but uh, Leah Cataldo was back from injury to make her first appearance on the bench this season. And um, obviously we already knew uh, Ryan Dennis was there, um, but we confirmed as well. Uh, Lexi Potter has signed on a loan from Chelsea. Seventeen-year-old Lexi Potter, and she was on the bench as well. So the bench a bit more padded. Um, and yeah, pretty much, you know, a similar lineup. So, um, Phil, I'll hand over to yourself first and your your view on the game. Well, it's really weird actually because the first sort of ten minutes, it was. Um, I thought Durham started quite well. I thought, I thought they started better than us actually, and we couldn't really get up the pitch. Um, they didn't cause many problems. Um, there was a couple of sort of half scares and stuff, but um, first ten minutes, we we were struggling to get a, get a grip really of the of, of, of the. They started really well, and you never would have thought after that ten minutes that you know we it would, it would end up with that scoreline, but. Um, gradually we sort of, you know, we started to take a little bit more control and um, our passing was good and we, you know, I just love the shape. I just think we've got a really good shape. Everyone seems to know their job and we're playing players in the right position, you know, and uh, everyone seems comfortable and confident and it really shows, you know, and obviously goals really help and it gives you extra confidence as well, um, as well as sort of impacting on the on the opposition, in, you know, um, Durham had to come out more once we'd you know scored that first goal, but um, it, it was just it was just an incredible performance all round, really. And uh, every single person involved in the club should take great credit from it because it's not just about the ninety minutes; it's about the preparation all week, um, including players that aren't playing or aren't starting. You know, they are really heavily involved in that preparation. You know, um, uh, for the game uh, to to make sure that the eleven that do start are, are ready for it. So. I just thought it was incredible performance. The goal, the quality of the goals for me was the thing because normally when you score nine goals, there's a few mistakes, you know, there's a bad back pass that someone runs onto, or the goalkeeper drops it from a corner. And but all our, there wasn't the goals weren't any mistakes. They were all brilliant goals from our play, you know, and um, some lovely interchange and one twos on, you know, to uh, pulling the ball back for Husey to smash it in. I mean. All of the goals were really, really good. And, um, you know, I mean, the penalty, the third goal just before half time to make it 3 uh, 0. Even on the FA play, you can't really see what happened. The camera doesn't quite capture when Husey gets sort of knocked over. So, you know, it's, it's impossible for me to say if that was a penalty or not. I mean, I just have not seen it. It was up the other end to where we were. And, and even on the replays, you can't really tell what happened. But um, apart from that, um, all the goals were all down to great play. 
um and it was just great to watch i mean we couldn't believe it i mean every time a go i think from the fifth go onwards we were all taking photos of the scoreboards and uh five or five nil and then like two minutes later we had to go down and take what six nil <laughs> it was just like every every couple of minutes we seemed to be going down and taking another one um and uh it was just great wasn't it some, some great goals four goals for Husey and um Patrick for annabelle um, and then a fantastic first goal for Haley as well that set us on our way. You know, brilliant finish. This is from a centre half. I mean, good grief, you know. Um, doesn't really get much better, does it? Um, and then a great header from Molly as well. So I think um, all in all, it was a great performance from everyone um, in the, at, at the club. We were, you know, the game plan was brilliant. We played really well, um, confident, great uh, passing. Um yeah, I mean, what can you say? I mean, it was just it was just incredible, and uh, I'd, certainly a match I'd ne- I'll never forget. And um, I, I mean, I, I've I've said on Facebook stuff and other uh, and tweets and things that I actually, I mean, I've been watching Palace since 1976, so it's obviously a long time. Um, and in all that time, you know, 47 years or whatever it is, in all that time, um, I don't think I've seen a, such a complete performance. I've seen Palace teams play really well, the men and. But I don't think I've really seen a complete performance um, for like the majority of the game like that. It was just brilliant. It really was. And and Durham had no answers, you know. And uh, I mean, the only way they would normally try and deal with that sort of play against them would be to kick us all over the place. But they couldn't even get near us to do that, really. I mean, there was a few, you know, there's quite a few bookings in that game. Um, it, I mean, they 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 got physical when they when they wanted to, but there were other times where they were sliding in and didn't even get near us. We were just too good for them, really. Um, so yeah, it was great. Um, what's your take on it? Over, what's your overview of of it all? Yeah, do you know what? It was strange, wasn't it? Because you're right. The first the first ten minutes, we we just couldn't get out of our half. Um, so I I didn't go to say I actually thought Durham were the better team up until we went 2-0. If we're being really honest, you know, they were as you say we started the game and we it, we just it's same it was very much the same at Birmingham. We didn't really get going for about 10 minutes. We were just settling in and though we were put under a bit of pressure, they were having on the ball, we weren't really getting it clear. And then at Birmingham all of a sudden we had that run with a couple of corners and Hughes's chance of winning at the keeper and and this time we, we we suddenly got a breakaway where um, Paige went down the side and put the ball in, and then it fell to Annabelle. I thought she's going, she's going to smash this in, and I, I think it got blocked because it then kind of looped sideways instead, and then Moles volleyed it over the bar, and that was like the first chance we had. And then all of a sudden, three minutes later, you know, Haley gets the ball, charge at halfway line. I said about charges. We saw it at Ipswich as well, didn't we? So <laughs> charges forward. Lays it off, keeps going, comes back to work, and then she's <laughs> drilling it top corner, and we're going nuts. And, you know, I, I remember turning around and going to someone like, "That's that bloody centre back," <laughs> you know. And I'm just like, uh, you know, like, I'd already said like, having seen a player at Ipswich, I already, you know, I already know that she's going to be one of my favourite players at this club because we've been dying for that out, that proper proper centre back, and she looks every inch of it. And we've already seen that. But then I, I remember saying, I think I said it to um, Dave Bradders. I said, when you then score a fumble like that against Dirty Durham, I said, you know, you're a fan, you're a fan favourite for me 
that, that, that's nailed it, you know. Um, and at that time, <laughs> I'm thinking because you know we generally win one nil if we beat, and I'm thinking that if that's that you know one the one nil job and we're it's tight for the rest of the day. And then, but Darren then had another couple of chances. I mean, Amy had one off the line um, where they they've put the ball across, and their their forward has done that little back flick thing, which has enabled Amy to, to clear it. Whereas if she's She's got a full foot through it. But for, you know, it's going to be one nil Durham. Um, but Amy cleared it off the line, and um, they had another uh, ball, a good ball across the box, uh, which I think we we all like jeered and you know the old did the old uh, circus song. But reality is, is if the the player coming onto it was one pace quicker, it's it's, it's a goal. It was actually a really good ball across the box, you know, dangerous ball. And you're thinking, oh, you know, we're even at one nil, which we're we're a bit tight there. And then all of a sudden, we win the ball back at in the left back side of it, and the ball's hit to Annabelle, and it, it's it's a it's a heavy hit ball in the air, inside out, just inside our half, and she controls it in the air, spins, and there's the sight. She sees Paige making the run, and she plays a pass that splits between two Durham players. Paige gets onto it, runs for the box. Cuts inside the defender, leaves her seated, but the defender just gets a slight touch on the ball. And from our end, it looked like it, it genuinely looked like. I remember saying at the time that like, Paige just thought, "Oh, for goodness' sake, you just played this most half-assed pass." And then all of a sudden, and Annabelle runs on and, and rifles it left left foot in the top corner. And when you watch it back, it's actually just she seats there perfectly. And even though the, the defender gets a slight touch, she looks up and she just plays this perfect pass. Where no one, there's, there's three Durham players there. Annabelle's not even in sight, but Annabelle's the one who gets onto it and, and then smashes it home. And it's just great pass. And you can see because that page then dropped down. And we know, I mean, it's so blooming hot, wasn't it? And she's still trying to get her fitness up. Um, but it's only 2 0. And I, I felt that knocked the stuffing out of Durham. And they, they never recovered after that. We, as soon as we went to 2 0, we, we started flowing. And um, ironically, we. Page we didn't really see Page again for much, pretty much that half. Um, our attacks were coming from elsewhere, but um, the penalty we didn't realise did we that it was a penalty. Uh, I remember we we all thought it was just a free kick, and because yeah. um, some, did someone get treatment at the time or something like that. So there's a bit of a break in play, and then when they went to take it, he's, he's walking into the box, and we we're going, "What's going on?" <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, it's a penalty! Oh, we'll have that. We'll have that. We'll take that upgrade." Um, you know, and then the keeper. I mean, before anybody even hit the ball, their keeper had already taken three side steps to the left and yeah. was diving. So for Annabelle, you know, it's she always just do roll it in the corner, which is what she did, roll it in the other side because the keeper had so overcommitted herself. Um, and suddenly at half time, it's 3 0. And you know, a real credit to the players because you know, for both teams, really, they added what nearly 15 minutes on, you know, oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, so in that heat as well, yeah, you know, and at the time, because obviously Paige came off at half time for Aray Dennis, and Michael T, I think, nailed it completely because we're thinking, oh, half time, that's a bit of a surprise. But we're trying to get up to fitness. The plan, as Michael T pointed out, was probably for her to play in an hour and then come off, but we basically played that in the first half, you know, and it's the hottest I've ever been at a football game ever, you know, so to be out of the pitch um, and keep going. And I think that's what added to the, how impressive the performance was. And I remember saying at half time, after making the dash to Roses to get a bottle of water because I was absolutely gasping. Uh, um, the uh, I remember saying something, you know, 
I just hope because it's been Palace. We, none of us would be surprised if we came out and lost four three second half. It'd be the most Palace thing, you know. After I'll never forget Swansea away with the five four game, and um, so you know, it just, you're thinking we're desperate thinking that we've got to keep going. Let's just absolutely nail them to the wall. But it's very common, isn't it, for Palace in general, men's emirates, that we don't ever really do that. We're kind yeah. of the kind of the team that we take our foot off the gas and we either let a team back in or we just it ends 3 0, doesn't it? And that second half just a bit of a kind of just pass it around type half. And in that heat, it, you know, you, you could half expect it. And we did anything but that. You know, we came out and I think we scored five goals in 20 minutes. We just absolutely muddled them. And, you know, as you say, it's just. Got, first of all, you know, we get another corner. Shane puts a corner in, and Annabelle completes the perfect hat trick with a header. And that was like a couple of minutes into the half. You think, hello. You know, and then then it's Hughes' turn. And then she goes and get, does one better and gets four. And, you know, and it was just in between that mole scoring. And, you know, obviously, I remember when Shauna Shor- came on. Um, and. We were, well, there's that moment, was it, towards the end where we all thought she was going to score. After we'd already sung, uh, Shauna scores, we're on the pitch. Um, and then she got in the box and she, she beats like two or three people and you just think, you just hit it, just hit it with your left. And she laid it off to Moles and then that Moles puts it wide from the angle. And he just, oh, could have been right in front of her. And that would have just absolutely, just, that would have rounded off the day. I think I really got absolutely, I mean, we were already going nuts. As you say, we were, you know, goal after goal, we're going down taking photos. In front with the scoreboard, and it, it, the frustrating thing is there's one at the end of me, you, and Russ, and I've had to crop it a bit to be able to actually see the score, which was nine nil at the time on the scoreboard. But I remember you're right. I remember saying because wasn't it? It's your, it's um, Shauna's dad's best mate, wasn't it? it was taking photos of us towards the end. And I think at oh, eight, Dave, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight, eight nil. We'd already been down so quickly. I, I remember going back and saying, "We'll see you in a couple. We'll see you in five minutes." You know, <laughs> you know, it was just, it was just surreal. It's just unbelievable, and um. You know, and the madness is, I the frustrating frustration was conceding the one goal. It just, it's mad, isn't it? You scored nine, but nine nil, it's just so perfect. And nine one, it's just frustrating. Um, yeah. And I felt for Natalia, you know, you know, not getting, you know, I thought she was going to get her first clean sheet for, you know, senior clean sheet. Um, but, oh man, I mean, what what a day. And, and I think the thing is, as I say, you know, to, to keep doing that performance in that heat. I mean, Kirsten Riley would have had goal of the day. She absolutely smashed, didn't she? I remember standing there watching it, just coming at us. And then just yeah. rattled the top of the bar and then bounced over the ladder just beside us. But if that had gone in, that would have been the goal of the day, 100%. Bearing in mind the first two were absolute crackers for, for strikes. And then some of the goals, I mean, one of Hughes's was like the one-two with Amy in the box. You know, yeah. that's her other centre-back. I know, obviously, both her and Haley played midfield, but, you know... It was just, there's some great goals scored, as you say. None of them were poor goals. Um, I do think, though, Durham were broken. We broke them, 100%. You know, that was, when you look at a couple of goals, I said it on the, 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 the Sunderland pod last night, that when you look at, you know, I mean, how often do we put a perfect cross into the box and are winning, free, winning headers in the box and scoring from them? We don't really score that many goals from them, you know, and we scored from corners two games running and we scored, I think, at least three headers in this game, you know. And when you look at Moles' goal, it was the cross to the back post and she's in so much space. She could have, she could have, had, she could have headed that about three times. She could have taken, chested it down, 
and done a couple of keepy uppies. You know, she had so much time on it. Um, and it was great because yeah. obviously she loves scoring against, she always scores against the North and um, she, she, loves, she loves it. You can see how much she she, she, she was enjoying scoring that. Um, and it was just, it was just one of those performances where it was just phenomenal. But I do think, as I say, we, we said it before and we, we said it last week, Durham can't handle it when you match them. When you stand up to them, and we did that first half, you know, we were fighting them. I mean, obviously, I've seen some of the Durham fans saying that Phil should have been set off um, with the tackle. She got booked for the tackle on um, Saliki, which in the end saw Saliki go off injured about 10 minutes later. Um, and I have to say, I remember saying, I did say at the time that when you're just seeing it firsthand, um, I haven't seen it back at all. But like, if it had been a red, I wouldn't have been surprised. And also, gratefully, it wasn't. Um, but you know, we we just we just didn't let them have their way. And I thought Curtin, a right back, at first up, she first half when Durham were in the game, you know, Jess Clark just couldn't get anywhere past her. And at one point, yeah. she did this great double tackle where Jess had just started to beat her, and then Curtin put the kind of the you know the old hook leg tackle in, and one yes. won the oh, ball, yeah. I remember but that. where she went down, it. Well, she won the ball, but then it went back to Jess. And I'm thinking, oh, no, because now Kirsten's down the ground. And then Kirsten, on the ground, got a second tackle in, took the ball off of her. And um, I think Paige had dropped back and, and then took the ball away. You know, and it was just it was just one of those. And they just couldn't handle it. They were, as I say, they just they just wilted. Second half, once they started shipping goals, they did not know what to do with themselves. That they, at seven, after the seventh went in, they got in a huddle and one of their players has pointed at the scoreboard and... I don't know what was said, but but it didn't work because they conceded another two goals, and, you know. And, and, yeah. and but I, I honestly think as well, and we'll talk about us as a crowd in a minute. But I I think we played a part. I think I don't think they could handle us. Second half being down our end because we were noisy as hell in that game, and I do think between how they were getting played off the pitch, and just the, the noise and the songs, everything that's coming from from our end. Because we've, we've heard before that we do, you know, we have we do have an impact on games and can annoy the hell out of the opposition. Um, but we know that, we've seen it. Um, and yeah, I just think, you know, they, I, I think they just, they, it just broke them on both aspects of it. I just think they just, you know, just absolutely done them over. Um, just incredible to watch, and we had you're right. We said before, we said so many times that at some point in time we're going to hammer someone, but I never quite thought it was going to be that. Uh, <laughs> and of all the teams, <laughs> and of all the ways to win your first game at the new ground as well, of all the teams to hammer, is to be Dirty Durham is the most beautiful thing I think I've ever seen in football. Um, you know, <laughs> and it was just, uh, just, just unbelievable, and um. <laughs> Yeah, I just, just just blown away. And as I say, we did, you know, what we don't normally do, which is we, we took put them to the sword. It just goes to show, doesn't it? When when you do that, I mean, with the talent we've got on our team, especially going forward, we, we're capable of doing that to any team in this league on our day, you know. Um, and I said, didn't I? I said last week that the one thing perhaps we needed to up our game as an attacking side was... Um, Pacey wingers, you know, and we had that this time because um, obviously Paige starting and then Araya coming on at half time. On the right hand side, we had that winger who will pick up the ball, who will run with pace at a defence 
caught, put them under pressure and put crosses in. Um, and, you know, it, it made, for me, it made an absolute hell of a difference. Um, and, you know, so as I say, I think with that element to it, um, I think we can have a, we can really have a, on our day, we can really tear teams apart this season. Um, and it's not, I'm glad that we kept going. Yeah, I think you're right that um, there's, there's been games where um, we've dominated, like Coventry when we won 3-0 at home last year. Um, that should have been 7 or 8, really, you know. But we just take our foot off the gas, don't we? But on Sunday, we didn't. And, and it would have been easy to with the heat. We could have just kept possession and not got kept. But we just kept going forward and forward, creating chances. It was fantastic, wasn't it? I mean, um, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I just think we've got really good combinations, you know. I think the two of the... I mean, I, we know how good Amy is at the back. But ha- actually having Hayley next to her now, I think is just like... A, uh, it's a combination made in heaven, really, because they just so they complement each other so well, and um, they're both really good at reading the game. So you know, when they, it's going to be very difficult, I think, because um, of their positional play as well. I don't think I think it's going to be very difficult for teams to get the better of those two. Um, and um, you know, having that little bit of extra height in the middle. I know we've lost Lizzie Waldy, but um, I think Haley's height there as well for, def- for defending corners is helpful. I just think um, we've got you know really, and I think Sinead Hopcroft has really impressed me as well. I thought she started really slowly in that friendly at Ipswich, um, uh, but I think since she's since the league started in the games that she's played, those three league games, she's just been outstanding. She was brilliant in the midfield, you know, and um, uh, real engine, and um, of course set up that first goal as well, didn't she? So um, uh, it was made in, made at London City that first goal, wasn't it? With those two, but um, made in Kent, you could say made in Kent. <laughs> yeah, in Kent City, <laughs> but yeah, it's. Um, it's just, yeah, we've just got, got really good combinations around the team, you know, and um, I just think, um, I mean, I mentioned this the other day in our Facebook page, but I just think that we've still, we still need a little bit more strength in depth to really challenge. I just think, this, you know, it is a, I know there's only 12 teams and it's only 22 league games, but it's still a long season. Um, and, almost, and and because there's so few few games, if you like, you know, we don't, we don't have the 38 games that the Premier League has for the men, you know, um, every point is worth more because it's difficult. You, have, you haven't got the games to get the points back. Like, you know, you can't win five games in a row and get 15 points that easily, like, if, you know, because you've got 38 games to do it in. So I just think the, the points are almost worth more because there's, you don't get, there's not so many available over the season. Um, and and therefore, I just think we need more strength in depth because if we have a spell of three games where we're struggling for with injuries or suspensions or whatever, um, I don't think we've got the strength in depth in certain positions, especially in goal. I think we could do with some cover for um, Haley and, and Amy as well at the back. I don't really like the idea of Philbs as, as much as easy as Philbs will fill in there. Which we I think Philbs has been brilliant in that holding role. So I think there's a and then obviously we only got really at least you up front in the middle um so i just i mentioned in that group that we probably need a minimum of three players in the transfer window ends tomorrow and um at 11 o'clock but you can still sign other players that aren't attached to clubs um it's just the transfers from one club to another but there's not going to be many goalkeepers for example who are available who are just sitting around without a club you know so 
I really hope we can do some business before tomorrow, 11 o'clock tomorrow. But, you know, who knows what's behind going on behind the scenes, you know. Um, so, but yeah, I'm just really impressed with the whole setup. I mean, three games in the league now since Law has come in um, and AJ's number two. And I just think, um, it, you know, I, I, I think the the team that she's been putting out is the team I, I probably would have done. You know, I just it's very rare for me to pick a say I'd pick the same team as a manager. I very rarely do. You know, <laughs> most people have got different ideas of football, haven't they? But I actually think if um if someone said to me what would be the team that you'd put out your strongest team at the moment, I'd probably pick just about the same team. Um, I might swap a couple of things around. I might play Polly at right back instead of Kirsten but Kirsten has been brilliant so at, at this moment in time I wouldn't definitely wouldn't take Kirsten Riley out but um I do like Polly at right back but I just think um it's just all looking so good you know let's hope, hope we can keep it up Mike I mean gosh we could have the best season ever couldn't we we've, we've got the we've got the basics there you know we've got all these great players and and I also think that um I I I mean I think Amy and Annabelle really should be pushing for an England under 23 place, you know. Um, Izzy, Izzy was selected for the England under 23s last season, as we know. And I cannot imagine two young players playing better than those two. I just think they've been... Ex- I mean, Amy's performance at Birmingham was as good as I've seen any individual play for Palace. Um, it was just... Not only did she score her first goal, but everything she did was perfect. And... And then um, Annabelle's just like on fire, isn't she? So, uh, I mean, I, I, I know that I know it's a division below, uh, the, the, you know, the second division. But I just think those two deserve a call up. I really do hope they get some recognition from England. You know, um, I don't know how the selection process works or what happens there, but I really hope they get some recognition. Those two, they've been outstanding. Well, there's other players in our league that get called up under the twenty threes. Um, yeah, and Annabelle and Amy have both been in the England setup before, so um, yeah, you'd like to think so. But then somehow, d- despite Amy uh, Annabelle's performance and scoring three goals and Hughes scoring four goals, neither of them got the uh, the Barclays Player of the Week. So uh, that went to Sophie McLean. So you know, weird things happen in in football. Um, <laughs> but you know, um, but you're right. I think do you know what. Although I have, to, I've just got to point out, you said about you'd, you'd pick the same team. I mean, you'd have had Sinead up front because you thought she was a forward. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I still think she's a forward. You know, I think she's a forward. You know, but um, <laughs> the uh, you know what? I, I just while we're mentioning Sinead, I've just got to say, like about twenty minutes into the game, you'd have argued that Amy was probably her best player, um, and because she was just a rock, she broke up. There's two or three times with Durham. We're going to get through, and she broke it up. Um, but what was noticeable was that people were helping each other. So, like, if if Fields had to move, you know, had, had to drift out of position, Amy was covering in there, Sinead was covering someone, or Fields was covering. Do you know what I mean? People, everyone was helping each other, working together as a unit. But Sinead, I thought, was absolutely superb in that game. And as mad as it is, when, as I say, you know, I thought Anna, you know, Annabelle with. Um, you know, hat trick, uh, the play, a general play, Husey, who you know, as a central striker for Palace, men's and women, you have less involvement in the game, you just do because of the way we play. We do tend to, I've always said, we, we do tend to isolate our striker, so you have to be patient. We said, I said, I remember saying in the first half that I felt for Husey because 
is a lot as a striker. It's a lot of running around, you know, getting in positions, getting the ball, and not really getting the ball. And that heat, it's sapping. But she, as she showed in the second half, when she then does get it, you know, lethal, and she's got four goals. But I've, even though you've got to, you know, play with three goals, play with four goals, I, I could easily argue Sinead being the player of the match because she was everywhere. You know, she absolutely is everywhere. One minute she's on, you know, up forward on the right hand side. Next minute she's defending out down deep on the left hand side. She she breaks up so much of the play, supporting Amy, supporting Phil, supporting Haley, covering it. She gives Annabelle more freedom to go forward, um, but she can go forward herself. Uh, she got two assists in the game. Um, she was, you know, I, I thought she was she was one of those players that people might, might necessarily have noticed just how effective, how good she was in that game. But I was watching and she was absolutely superb. Um, so I just wanted to mention that. And yeah, and you're right. We are. And I agree with you, exactly in the three positions as well. We are we are three players short squad wise. Um, and what we were saying, weren't we, on the way back from the game, that what we don't want is our season to be derailed by injuries. Um, because at the moment, you know, Natalia picks up a knock. We've got a 15-year-old who's going to play in goal. If Husey gets a knock, you've got no striker to replace her. Um, you know, or, or some, even just want to mix it up, but we don't have a striker to replace her. You lose Amy or Haley, and as you say, Fields can drop back in there, but you're going to lose a big chunk of what he's making us successful at the moment because that back two is so good. Phil, uh, Fliss and um, Kirsten are having, are having a great season as well. And they're in there. But that back four is just a solid machine together. You know, and you just, if you lose one of those, you, you know, you, you know, being realistic, you can't lose Amy. So if you, either Amy or Haley for four games and then you play AJ there. You just can't do that because we all of a sudden the season where we could be going actually we could be right up the top, we're suddenly looking at mid table. And I, I know that sounds harsh, but that is you just don't you know we've got, we we just need a couple of those players um, to sort of fill out those positions because we're also carrying a lot of players who aren't quite fit yet. Page isn't up to full fitness yet. Array isn't up to full fitness yet. Um, I don't know about Lexi for Chelsea uh, because obviously I don't know she's come from Chelsea. Uh, I don't know where she's at match fitness wise. Um, obviously, Sibs is still recovering. You know, he's still working her way back from ACL. So we don't know how long it'll be before she's available for selection. And then she's in match. She's got to get match fit. Um, you know, obviously now Polly's injured, um, and then you've got Leah's head a knock. She's I think she's been carrying an injury for most of the preseason and the start of the season. So. We, we, do you know what I mean? We've got a lot of players who aren't quite ready yet. So actually, while our squad is getting thick, is getting bigger, um, full availability-wise, there's probably less options. So I, I agree with you. We need... We've got to get a new goalkeeper. We've got to get another goalkeeper. Um, some of the experience, so that whether it's there, just they're supporting uh, Natalia, um but you know, and the Tigers are goal, our first choice for the season, or you know, coming in to, to push her for competition wise. But we definitely need another keeper, and then a backup centre back, and, and another striker. So hopefully, we will see that happen. Um, the way of the game, sometimes these these players are already signed, aren't they? And um, it's just we don't know it for a few weeks for various reasons. Um, but yeah, um, 
I agree there. Um, but I, I know I can see Anthony's in with us. So I'll bring him in in a minute. Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on was the crowd. Now, we don't know the attendance. Um, the uh, They haven't announced it, so I'm going to assume it's less than the Reading game. Um, but then obviously Reading would have brought more fans down than what, uh, what Dirty Durham did. But the uh, obviously my first game at the VBS, uh, what a game, you know. But I thought, I'd already, you know, we mentioned it before because obviously you, you were there for the Reading game and what I could hear watching it on the player. But where we had, where we've got our little section with all the flags and with the way the roof is, the noise there, I think it's fantastic. And I, I haven't seen it the whole game back in the play. I just haven't had the time. And unfortunately, where the, the way that the goals are cut, you never really hear us. And then the, the damn announce, Tanai guy is so quick on announcing who scored that they kind of talks over after the celebration. But um, I, I thought we were really, really loud in there. Um, not stop singing. I mean, my voice still hasn't fully recovered from it yet. Um, what was entertaining as hell was surprising how uh, inspiring, absolutely hammering your bitter enemy is in coming up with new songs for him. Because um, obviously we always, you know, we we started singing last season, you know, Dirty Dirty Durham and then Miss Miss Song of you just a small school in Wearside, which we belted out. But we, we just kept coming out of them. Um, I mean, there, there was uh, um, you fail when you want, you fail when you want, Dirty Durham, you fail when you want. Um, oh god, there's a, there's a few. Uh, you you get home in the morning. Uh, I got in a rendition of you got to school in the morning. Um, and then there was I mean it's a bit harsh, but I I got started the uh, proper football. You'll never play that. Um, I mean we were I mean, we were brutal. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> if they if they weren't sure what our thoughts were about them, um, the. Uh, they they were they were definitely new afterwards, and as I say, I, I think I really think it had an impact, and for me as well, it's just great. There's a, there's that there's a group of us in there, you know. We it's just we all get on really well, we have a good laugh together, and we're all passionate about the team, and it's just great to be able to catch up with everybody and um, be part of that little group again. And, and I, for me, I just get such a buzz off of it. Yeah, it's funny you should say about the... I mean, I thought it was really loud. There was more there behind the goal um, than against Reading. Uh, the crowd was definitely less than the Reading game. But 12 o'clock, you know, it's an earlier kickoff on a Sunday. It's the hottest day of the year. Um, probably the last really hot day of the year as well, because we were in September. Um, so there probably people had different plans and stuff and might have been arranged anyway, way before... I don't think the 12 o'clock kickoff would have helped. Um, I know a couple of people that said that they would have been there for 2 o'clock, but they'd have a head heavy, saddy night and they were never going to make 12 o'clock at Sutton. So um, I think um, that would have probably affected the crowd. But yeah, I mean, I think it was probably, I mean, what do we have? Nearly 800. I think it's probably about 400 and something, maybe. But we had more there behind the goal than we did against Reading. And there's more of us because, I mean, you were there and a couple of others that were um that had missed that first game um were back um and it was much louder behind the goal but i've i've watched some of it back on the player and what's really odd as well is the, when the, the goals highlights there's a male commentator but the match it's the live match itself had a female commentator which is really weird you think that you just cut the you cut the sections out from the um, female commentator um, and put it in the highlights. But there's two different commentators. There's a male for the highlights and a female for the full match. 
Um, but I don't think the microphone was as because um, when I watched the Reading game back, it was it, it, you could hear us much more, and even though there was there was much less of us there, so there's a lot more of us there, but I, you couldn't hear us quite so loudly on the FA player because I think the microphone must have been moved or something for where up our end because it was definitely really loud in that stadium, but I don't think that came across um, as much on the FA player as the Reading. Uh, game where we had less people so um be interesting if you do have a chance to even if you just watch 20 minutes of it back just have a listen because it's it's really odd because we know how loud it was behind that goal um and uh um so it's odd but it was brilliant atmosphere and you're right you know the, some of the songs and stuff was really we were creasing up weren't we? it's so funny um and um yeah it was just hilarious really i mean anyone any player who's just joined durham and didn't know you know, and they're probably thinking, what on earth is going on here? You know, why do they hate us that much? But of course, we had loads of problems up there last season. And we, well, we, we, we hadn't, we, even before that, we didn't like them very much because they were trying to cheat their way to beating us by shouting for a penalty every five seconds, falling over every five seconds, surrounding the referee. I mean, we've had it for years with them, haven't we? And we've just um, got to the point where we, you know, we don't, we won't take it anymore, uh, which is why they're called Dirty Durham. Um, but last season, when we went up there, and we were not only by, not only by the goalkeeping coach who waited for us after the game because we, we, not everyone else had gone. We were taking our flags down, so obviously it took us longer. And he was the only one there waiting for us. Everyone else had left the pitch. And he started having a go at us. It was ridiculous. And all we'd done is support our team. We didn't do anything else. Um, so we, you know, so there was a, that really like riled some of us who were there for that game. So how sweet was that nine-one? You know, I hope that goalkeeping coach uh, enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, the thing is, well, is this, this stuff even from this game? I mean, I know there was uh, an issue that arose. I can't, that I can't talk about, <laughs> but I know there's an issue that was caused by Durham. Um, Amongst the staff and everything, um, and after at, at the end of the game, their keeper because uh, there's a the guy and his daughter. We saw he's he's listened to the pod a few times. Um, we saw him at the Charlton away game last season, uh, and he was there and he was with his daughter. And the goalkeeper, their, their goalkeeper, just in anger, booted a water bottle, and it just soaked this little girl. And the little girl stopped and looked at her and was like. I, I, I look like she's saying, "You're like, what are you doing?" Ignore the keeper, ignored her. No apology, nothing. You know, and it's just that goddamn club all over. Um, you know, they're just they're just not nice. They're just not a nice club. Uh, and there's always something. Um, and so, you know, to have been out to absolutely destroy them uh, was just one of the greatest things ever. And it's but it's stuff like that. That is why we can't stand that football club because they just. It's just, they're just playing football. They they cheat and they're dirty and they're just horrible and they're just. I mean, no doubt, probably swearing at each other a lot throughout the game again. Probably a lot in the second half. Um, but yeah, it's just stuff like that, you know. Oh yeah, it takes two seconds and we all get angry. We all do stuff. All she had to do was go. Oh, I'm really sorry. No, blank the kid. You know, just soak the out of your own rage and then just blank the. And it's just they're just yeah. Just uh, as, you know, there's just and that, it'll, it'll continue. Um, unfortunately, I looked at the um, their Facebook page, um, and they weren't. It wasn't as enjoying as I'd hoped it would be on the 
on a Durham. There's, there's a few there's a few people who have been far too spirited. Go, oh, it's just one game. We'll move on. We'll pick it up next week. And I thought, no, no, it's got demolished. Um, but there were a few people who were like, what the hell was that? And we've just been absolutely schooled and um, terrible some bits. But um, they've made their the support was on private, so I couldn't see it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, just for I mean, John said he could hear us on the player. So unless they uh, watching it live, so unless they've watered it down, um, Mad Day, yeah, you know, because yeah, of yeah. all the singing and everything, who knows? Um, but anyway, so right, uh, I'm aware, obviously, we've got Ant on, um, and uh, I, I don't want to keep him. Wait, enough. I believe I might have just posted something on it. I can't see it. Um, uh, so we'll move on from the absolute destruction of Dirty Durham. Um, uh, Ant, can you hear me? I can, yes. Just been listening to you for the last 20 minutes about the demolition of Durham. So, yeah, fun, fun. I, I was actually watched, I actually walked past watching them train today. So, yeah, funny. <laughs> Wait, was it, was it, there was a loads of tears just flooding everywhere. Nah, to be fair, I mean, we only watched about 10 minutes and a couple of them were uh, away with the academy team and all that, but they looked up for it, to be fair. So I think uh, I wouldn't like to be London City Lionesses on Sunday. I think there'll be a, a, a little bit of a repercussion, but a, a tough game for them as well, though. So never mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll sure fail their way through it, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, uh, obviously, this Sunday, there's a small matter of... Uh, our trip up north to face the Lasses, um, who, as I was saying earlier, have had an excellent start to the season. And it is a top-of-the-table clash, which is something, as I mentioned on your pod last night, something that I think none of us from from either of our teams or probably anyone in the league would have thought would be the case three games in, um, that you'd see Palace and Sunderland you know, first and second and Birmingham and Charlton in the bottom four. Um so obviously, if you just let's tell us about um, how obviously last season kind of fared towards the end for yourselves, how pre-season has gone for you, and then how things have started for you. Am, am I allowed to swear about how bad last season was? Just say Durham every time. Yeah. Uh, begins with an S and rhymes with pit. That was was pretty much. <laughs> The end of last season, you know, obviously we, we beat Durham um, at the turn of the year um, and then um, went down to Birmingham and, and absolutely destroyed them. And and then, you know, that was two league wins in a row and then took Manchester United all the way in the FA Cup. You know, only lost 2-1 and Nikita Paris having, a, you know, an absolute barnstormer. And then just from there, it just went terrible we I know I don't I think we only scored twice in our last eight games. Um, you know, you, you could tell there was you could tell there was like a little bit of a fractured relationship between players off and on the pitch because it was it did look like as if it was a bit you know divisional um you know we there was too many players that were giving up you know we were getting we got hammered off of um chef united away um and luckily i, I was going to go down i ended up not going down um due to due to a family emergency and watched the game back and we were just just heads were going down everyone was giving up and to be fair, you know, had had there been two relegation spots last year, we would have dropped. You know, that that that's the be all and end all. We we had a terrible end, so you knew something was going to happen in pre season. You knew there was going to be a change because obviously the club announced the hybrid model where, you know, players who wanted to 
go professional, are now professional, and uh, the players that were signed were signed on professional contracts. But also, it also allowed you know our experienced players who have got you know very good jobs, like Grace McCarthy who travels all over the world for her job, Megan B, who's a firefighter. It allowed them to do you know stay as you know a, a semi-professional, but still playing for the club, which is what we needed. Had we gone fully pro, I think we would have lost a hell of a lot more players. Um, but then you know the the retain list was announced, um, and we knew we knew Neve Heron was going to go because um, it was it was kind of announced before the the um, retain list. It was it was announced by Neve herself, and then quickly taken down. So we knew Neve was off, um, and then you know we were hearing new stories that oh Emma Kelly's gone, uh, she's gone to Newcastle, you know, and Tyler Dodds has gone, and, and all this. And you're thinking right, what's what is actually going on? Are we going to have a team next year? And then the, the retain list out, obviously, you know, there was there was them three I've just mentioned there, you know, Nikki Gears, who, who gave birth last year. So you know, we knew probably she was going to go. Alison Cowling, uh, Abby Towers, you know, there was there was about seven or eight. And then um, Danielle Brown decided she was leaving the country. So she went to start a new life in Spain. And she was probably our best player last year, to be fair. I really enjoyed uh, watching Dan. And then, obviously, Joycey, Abby Joyce had... Had announced on the final day of the season that you know she was retiring. You know she's she's got a hell of a job. She's a train driver, so you know fair play to her. So we're thinking, right? There's there's not <laughs> there's not many players left. Um, but the club's done a really good job, to be fair, with with the recruitment side. We've um, we've brought in you know three midfielders in Jenna Dia, um uh, who else? Katie Kitchen from London City Lionesses, who's a fantastic footballer. You know, re- you're probably the sign of the season for us so far. Really great player. And um, Tash Fenton from from Blackburn, who I really enjoyed watching last year. I don't know if you guys um, seen it for Blackburn, but you know, she she just sits and, and just does it. It's got an excellent passing range and just does the dirty work. Allows the other two to you know, do what they can do. It allows them to play with freedom. Um, we obviously needed a centre half. Um, you know, with Neve going, um, and we brought in you know former Crystal Palace player Amy Goddard, who's you know about six foot three, so she's just humongous. She's she's a hell of a player to be fair, and she's taking it the she's taking it really well to be fair. Um, and then Mary Magatia came in, Ellen Jones have come in as well. Uh, Mary Magatia, obviously from Coventry, um, who obviously last year had a dreadful season, but Mary always looked. The best player on that side, and my word, she's just she's been immense. And and obviously we've had the, I think the first couple of preseason games, we we were letting a few of the uh, academy products come up. You know, the likes of Emily Cassap and Mary Corbin, who were very highly rated. They played a few minutes. This was obviously before um, I think Jenna and Tash had signed, so they were you know filling in really. And yeah, preseason was was okay. You know, we we got a draw. Um, up at Celtic and then we lost to Forest, which was a little bit of a disappointing result and then you know the, the club announced they were going to have um, a game against Newcastle which uh, at Appleton which you know I, I was a bit sceptical of it being you know Newcastle had signed you know two of our players had signed Bridget Galloway from Durham and they were, they were building quite a good squad thing and if, if, if they beat us here it's, we're not going to hear the end of it but fortunately we, we hammered them to be honest we beat them 4-2 but it could have been a lot more uh, and then we beat Blackburn and behind closed doors friendly four um, two. So you knew straight away the goals were coming. Um, so it was yeah, it was a little bit more, a little bit more happier. Um, and then they had like a a kind of training session on the beach at Seaburn. 
Um, and I went down to watch it with my nephew and to see them all like kind of getting on and laughing and joking was that that for me has been, you know, just the highlight of the season so far that we've got a team that the togetherness um, through that side is, is, is tremendous, to be honest. And comparing it to last year when you knew there was a little bit of a division, it, it, it's tremendous to be honest. Good to see everyone just happy and laughing. And, and that's probably the reason why we started so well, because they just fight for each other and, just, you know, they, they never say a die. Sorry, I spoke a lot there. <laughs> that's, that's right. I was saying earlier that I always feel when I come on your pod, I probably just talk so much, you will think, oh my God, he's on shut up. <laughs> and that's not what I was thinking then, by the way, just to clarify. No, it's great to hear. I mean, I said to, I said last night, didn't I, that I, I was really worried for you in the summer. Um, we feel like I've talked about it on here in the last couple of weeks where we looked at, you know, the, the league and who could be doing what this season. And the way the second half went for you, it, as I say, you know, it did feel like you were, if it hadn't been for Coventry being so poor, that you could be really in, in, in trouble. And like yourselves, you know, I saw the, all the players leaving in the, in the summer and I'm thinking, oh my God, you know. Um, but it's been anything but that, um, which is which is great to see. And, um, you know, here we are, three games in, both teams are the seven points. You haven't conceded yet. The only team to, to not concede. Um and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we look like a goal machine. We, we we're suddenly we're top. I think we we've got the two top scorers in the league and the three top assists in the players in the league so far. Um, I say three games, obviously, but um, you know, so it's going to be an interesting battle on Sunday. Um, I think it was funny. Do you know what? I think that the league. I don't know about yourself, but the league and the quality that's been spread around this season has probably benefited from everyone walking out of London City. Because every every team has got, I mean, you know, we we we've gained um, with uh, Haley and Sinead. Um, as you say, you've got one in from London City. You know, Watford have got six. Um, a couple other t- uh, Atlanta Primus has gone to Southampton. The, the league is now littered with the embers of what was a quality London City team. That's actually improved the quality of the league throughout. No, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're you're right. And to be fair, I mean, Atlanta Primus has got to sell them. She hasn't played yet. It's it's madness, isn't it? Like how how good she was last year for them. But just goes to show as well, though, that this league this year is going to be a lot more competitive. And I was with you. I I remember we both said in our little group chat that um, I thought Birmingham would have been away and gone, and probably won it by January. The, the players that they signed, and they also you know they kept a hold of the core of last year, but. It hasn't quite worked. They will click. Of course they will. You know, it's going to come to a point. But I mean, I looked at our start of the season, I must admit, and I looked at thinking, we've we've actually got a decent start. There's obviously, we didn't know what was going on at London, did we, until the last week of the season when they were signing everybody. But that's not going to click straight away. You know, it's going to, I thought if there was any time to beat London, we were going to do it. And to be fair, we probably should have beat them. We, we dominated that game from start to finish. Um, and we had two very, very good chances in the second half where, you know, one's fallen to Emily Scar and the keeper's in no man's land, to be honest, and Scar's just went to chip it over her and the defender. When really, if she just hits it with a bit of power, it would go in. It, it probably would have gone in. She tried to chip it over them both, end up cleaving the bar. And then in the last minute or so, Katie Watson's burst through. Um, and the keeper, to be fair, has made a hell of a save, to be fair. It was, it was a fantastic stop. Um you know, so we probably should have been looking at us with nine points instead of seven. But out, out of if you give us seven points out of nine, 
I would have bit your hand off, to be fair. And, and, and as you said before, no one would have predicted that we're talking about a top of the table clash, you know, four games in. But here we are, you know what I mean? And then it's it's two sides that I think have just clicked straight away. And everyone probably will catch up, don't get us wrong. But us two now have, have got this seven points and it's a great buffer. Yes, there's two relegation spots, but you're looking at teams now six points away, you know what I mean? So it's and everyone's still got to play each other, you know, twice. Um, obviously bar like the the first three games. So we've got a quite a good buffer ahead of ahead of Sunday. I think the pressure's off for both sides, to be honest, on Sunday. I think it'll be it'll be a very, very interesting game that I don't think will finish nil nil. <laughs> yeah, I mean the you're right. They, you know, I can't see the likes of Birmingham, Charlton staying down where they are. You know, they, it, you feel it's going to clip. But I do wonder with both of our teams whether um, one of the bonuses is we're not overloaded. So, like, um, I don't know if it's the same. I, I imagine it's possibly going to be the same for yourselves. Like, but with us, we've got. We kept our core key players um, who are pretty much the crux of the first team, starting team every week. And then our bench that we're now building is, um, we've got some, you know, we've got some young, hungry, talented players in there. Players, you know, that are coming from, you know, like Araya, who's in a dual contract with Arsenal, because obviously Arsenal see their talent in there, they still want to keep her. And the same with Lexi Potter and... So we're kind of getting that blend, whereas I do wonder whether um, for like Birmingham and Charlton, um, possibly Southampton, but the other those two are struggling at the moment, whether they've overloaded, where they've they've kept the core of their team and then brought in a load of players who are coming in probably with the mindset of thinking that they're going to be starters and aren't, and or, or they are, and it's pushed people who should possibly be starters onto the bench. You know, you've then got to keep those players happy. And in a short space, of, in, in a short season, where there, is, there are less games and, you know, trying to maintain your fitness and everything and, and earn your place is hard. Um, I do wonder whether that could end up being the curse for them this season. And the, the bonus for teams like us and Sunderland, if we keep our players fit, is that actually we're probably more streamlined to be more effective long term. I think you're right. Um, you know, I, I think like I've heard you heard you guys, I think I just joined before when you're on about if if you lose a couple of players it, it might end up being, you know, you drop down to mid table or anything like that. Like if if we get an injury to our centre midfield, because obviously Kira Ramshaw's still out injured with with a long standing problem that she's had from last year, we don't really have a like for like replacement. We've got your kids, you know, and it's like probably Libby McInnes would be the one who comes in. I mean, Libby McInnes is going to be a very good footballer, but she's still only 18. So, you know, that would be a, a worry. But I think what what's kind of separated us both at the moment is that we've trusted our we've trusted our what we what we had uh, anyway. Um, you know, yeah, we've, we've bought, both teams have brought in, you know, very good talented players, but we've also given, given uh, the youth a chance as well. I mean, like, you know, Katie Watson last year, for instance, probably got overused a little bit because, you know, we were just desperate for a, an attacking winger and we had, obviously, we had injuries and, you know, Nicky Gaze had, had obviously had to um, had to stop playing because she was due to give birth. So, Katie was playing pretty much every week, you know, 90 minutes every week. She was she was 17 at the time and, yeah, it probably did affect her. Whereas now, she's coming off off the bench and I think for her, at the moment, that's her best, that's the best way to use her because she's just got that lightning pace um, to get at a tired defence. You know, we've seen it last year down at Palace and against Durham where 
the defense just can't live with her. They, they, they kind of catch up to her, you know, and she's got such a lovely like finish about her as well. Um, but even this year, we'll, I've been mentioning Grace Eid for the last 18 months that she's going to be a footballer and she looked a little bit light last year. Um, you know, maybe the, the step up, step in division maybe got her a little bit. But this season, you can tell she's she's been using the weights in the, in the gym and everything like that. And she can t- you can tell that we've moved to this professional model because she just looks, you know, a, a couple of, like, maybe like a stone heavier um, in her shoulders. You know, she looks really, you know, fit. Um, and and her, and her all-round game's fantastic anyway. So I think we've we've developed a really good pattern of trusting in what we had anyway, bringing in some good players, but then giving youth the chance as well. I think that's probably why both teams up there as well, mate, to be fair, because we're just, we haven't overloaded, as you said there. We've improved in places we knew needed improving and then just kept it to what we had last year. And, and it's bore fruits for both teams, to be fair. Yeah, it's, it's getting the best out of what you've got, isn't it? You know, you obviously you've brought in, although I think, you know, Mary McAteer, you've made one hell of a sign in there. Um, and, uh, but like, I know for, like, for us, you know, bringing in Hayley Nolan, we're getting the maximum, we're getting the best now out of, I mean, Amy's been a quality player for us anyway. And her coming back from injury last season was huge, really changed the game for us um, in our back line. But now Hayley coming in, we're getting even more because Amy now can just focus on her job. She's not having to, look at carrying the person next to her, she can just do her job and she's excellent at doing that. And it's the same now with Kirsten and, and Fliss on the on the wings, so on the fullback positions, you know. And, and with Annabelle, I mean, I'm, obviously I'm biased, but I think in Annabelle, we've, we've got one of the best players in the league, personally, in, in offensively. Um, and it's making sure that you actually get the most out of that talent. And we're now starting to see that. Um, and we'll see it more with... With having the faster players coming off, like working off off of her, which we had on Sunday, um, so yeah, it's yeah as you say, it's it's adding in um, the quality where it's needed, and yeah, it's definitely getting the most out of uh, the talent that you've already got, which perhaps we weren't, you know, neither team was doing last season. Um, Phil, I'll bring you in because I've, I've no doubt you've got uh, a couple of questions you want to ask. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Um, hi, and thanks so much for joining us. Um, Sorry, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, thank you. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I'm, I just want to echo what Mike said about um, Mary McAteer. She was a standout uh, for when we played Coventry last year. We lost their their first win was against us um, at the Butts Park Arena, and she was absolutely outstanding. And I was thinking, I think she, I think she was from Villa originally, and then she went to Coventry, and then obviously now she signed for Sunderland, but. Um, I was really hoping we'd sign her. I think she's just an exceptional young player. Um, so, I mean, that part, the ball that she played for the winning goal against Southampton was just incredible, you know, just to cut inside and just knock that ball in like that. Um, she's just an exceptional player. I just wondered, do you know if she is one of your full-time players or if she's one of the sort of half part-time hybrids? Are you Have you any idea? I'm just wondering why... Um, she, 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 I think she could have easily, possibly even moved to one of the uh, WSL teams because I think she is that good. Do you think she went to Sunderland maybe because of that hybrid um, uh, arrangement that you've, you're working with up there? So as far as I'm aware that all of the new signers have signed as a professional basis, um, so I think she has signed a professional deal. I don't know for certain if that's that's true, but I'm fairly confident that was what was getting said, you know, through through the right. clubs and everything like that. So um but you're right about I mean she's 
she's just brilliant. She's just so quick as well. Um, but I think what a lot of like I think what a lot of people in the, the championship said last year about her that she's just she's not just got pace. She's clever. You know, she makes the right runs. She puts in as you said there that cross for our goal on um, on Sunday was it was beautiful, wasn't it? It was such a yeah. well like it, it was just such a well balanced cross, wasn't it? Well weighted um, from Jenadia yeah. and and Jenadia to be fair has finished it well, but Mary's Mary's already a legend here anyway because she scored twice against Newcastle in pre season, <laughs> and one was an absolute peach as well from like thirty yards right in the top corner. We loved her from then on. I mean, a, da- a dad comes, a dad brings a drum. Um, and I'm totally against drums at football matches, but I'll make an exception for him. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, I love it. I love it. Now, she's a brilliant player. She stood out last season. I was really hoping we might be in for her as well, but um, you've done really well to get her. She's great. And uh, I'm really um, looking forward to seeing her play on Sunday. I mean, I, I know it's another an opposition player, but I just like watching good players, you know, and... Um, so um, I'm hoping she doesn't have the greatest of games, but I'm really looking forward to seeing her play. She's a she's a she's one of those players that really um, stands out. The way she, you're right. I think it's her cleverness. She's very clever at finding space, and and uh, she's she's a great player. And the only the other thing I was just going to ask about another player who's left you is Neve Heron. And you you said earlier that um, you needed to bring in some centre backs when because obviously Neve left, and I think someone else might have gone or retired or something, but all gone to Spain or something. But um, uh, I've always thought that Neves, and, and obviously I don't know because I don't watch her as much as you would have done. I've only seen her against Palace mainly, but I've always thought she's looked really good in midfield. Um, but Birmingham are sort of playing her at the back now since she signed there. And you mentioned that she was a she was you needed to replace her at the back. So would you say that Neves' best position is as a defender then? No, no, no. I, I would have her as a midfielder any day of the week. Um, oh. You know, I, I got on really well with Neve's family the couple, last couple of years, obviously doing this for how the last is pod, which was Roper Report. Um, you know, I, I used to stand with them and I used to say, I, think she, I used to think she was wasted there. You know, her best games for us was in the middle of midfield. Because um, yeah. she was just... She's she's such a fantastic footballer. But then I was shocked to see, I think she's playing left-back for, for Birmingham, for what, yeah. uh, what I've gathered. And she started yeah. out at Sunderland as a left-back. Um, so I don't know if maybe the problem is I think with Neva she's a bit too nice to say I'll play anywhere because she just wants to play football where yeah. I would say right you were centre midfielder playing centre midfield but we we with, with Neve last year that you, you, you kind of guess she was going to leave anywhere there was a bit of an issue with, with a, a partner got released by the club and then we played Manchester United and then she had an eye injury she got hit in the face quite early on and you could tell she couldn't see and I think I do think so. You know, our physio or management or something would just try and make a play because obviously, you know, it's our best player against the best, one of the best teams in the country. And she eventually did come off, and she had a, a burst um, burst vessel, blood vessel, and a retina, so it, it was pretty bad injury. Um, so you know, you you kind of thought, well, yeah, maybe she's she's seeing her place elsewhere, which is absolutely fine. You know, um, we. I think out of all the players I did leave, she was the one I was very, very gutted about just because, you know, she started here as a 16-year-old kid and, you know, we would have liked to have seen her maybe, you know, develop a little bit more. But I think we've wasted her a little bit with playing her at the back. Um, so, um, but since she's gone, obviously, we did need to replace, obviously, Amy Goddard's come in and formed a brilliant partnership with Bree at the back, Brianna Estrup, who's now our captain now. And even the three who've come in in midfield, um, we don't miss, you know, Emma Kelly went to Newcastle. We don't miss Emma Kelly at all. Um, we don't miss Danielle Brown, even though 
Daniel Brown was probably our best player last year by Emily Scar. So the players that have come in have just improved us so much. And the great thing about them all as well, because obviously, you know, um, getting to meet them after the games and everything like that, all six of them that's, that have come in, uh, the most loveliest people you could ever meet, especially like the likes of Mary McAteer, Jen and Dia with, with my nephew was brilliant the first time um, he met her and everything like that, just introducing herself and stuff like that. They all just seem so much like happier that they're at this club and the whole group themselves have just, it's it's just, I, I can't put into words how like how proud I am of the club at the minute, how how they just seem to just get on so well. And, and that's all you want. It makes to be a, ha- a happy club you know, off the pitch, and and that's what transpires on the pitch. That they're there and fighting for each other. So it was it was gutting to see Neve go. Don't get us wrong, because he's a Sunderland last and everything like that. But being a Sunderland women's fan, you know, you get used to it. Players leave. You know what I mean? Um, you know, we had some of the some of the best players in the country, in the likes of Beth Mead and you know Demi Stokes, players like that. They ended up leaving. You know, you, you do have to just take it and and move on. But hopefully, we're we're in the right place now. That. Um, we we can maybe push further on the league and and not many you know of these young lasses you know leave to join professional clubs because we're hopefully going to be offering that in the long in the not too distant future. Yeah, and I think when we played Sunderland in both certainly the home game, but I think even the away game, which I, I did I didn't make it last season. I'll be there this Sunday, but um, I, I remember watching. I think it was live on the FA Player that Sunderland game last season, and um, I think she was playing in midfield there. And certainly at, at the home game at Hayes Lane, she was in midfield, and she just looked. She's got. She's so brave as well. For she gets stuck in, and she's got everything, isn't she? She's got a great engine. She's quick. Gets up the pitch. Reads the game well. She's just such a. I, I must admit, and I, I was surprised that she didn't go to the WSL. I, I, I know Birmingham are one of the top teams in our division, and they've been signing some great players this summer. But I, 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 I was surprised when she went there. I, I, I thought she would have. I thought someone. I thought one of the. I thought a, Le- a Leicester or a Villa or someone would have come in for her. You know. No, I think you're right. I would have. I would have probably preferred it to go to WSL teams. I think she does deserve that. I think she'll get there eventually, don't get us wrong. But then I did also say that the team that signed her would go up, you know, whoever it was in the championship. And so far, they've only got one point out of nine, so it shows how much I know, doesn't it? But it's a long season. I'm, I'm, as long as as long as long she's happy playing a football again, that's all you want from, from her. You know, obviously, yeah. her, her partner's gone to Knott's Forest and is banging the goals in, so... You know, it's it's just as long as we can see them both happy. That's all you want, really, for players who do end up leaving. And um, you know, I, I'll I'll never say a bad word about Neve Heron. You know what I mean? I thought she was immense last year for us when we were terrible. She was probably the bright spark from from especially that last eight games because she just didn't give up. She really didn't, and you you just got an inkling in the last two or three games that something wasn't right with her. And you know, she she maybe wanted to leave, and and that's fine. You know, she wants to. You know, she's she's moved away now. She's moved from a home. But seems a lot happier, so that that's really good for her. And fingers crossed, she can, you know, pull it out the bag a few times this season. As long as it's not against us, to be honest. But she'll get a wonderful ovation when she's back at there. Uh, well, I'm sure she's a great, great player. She really is. Still young as well, so she's got a whole, a whole career ahead of her. So, yeah, she's a brilliant player. Um, really stands, really stood out last season. Um, oh, thanks very much. I'll pass you back over to Mike now. But thanks, Ant. Lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much. No bother. I'll speak on Sunday anyway, Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Yeah, cheers for that, Phil. Um, I, was, I was desperate for us to sign Neve. When, when it was announced that she was leaving, I was, she was on my shopping list. Uh, I think Birmingham signed most of my shopping list. Um, 
But she 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 ran the game at Hayes when he beat us two 0 She absolutely ran that game. Um, so yeah, I kind of feel like at Birmingham at the moment, she's it's like they 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 know that with her quality they need a player, but they don't have the position for her, so they just put her at left back. You know when you like you you you, you shoehorn in a player into a position that isn't really their position, but you've done it because otherwise you're not going to play them. That's just that's how it comes across to me. Um. Yeah, she's definitely wasted there. Like, but fingers crossed, to give her a go in midfield. Yeah, I think. Well, hopefully not, because we don't want them to improve. <laughs> so uh, I'm, it work, it's working at the moment, playing at left back. So uh, um, I actually think I, I can see there being some players coming into the, the season if Birmingham don't sort themselves out that might regret the decision to go there. Um, I mean, Darren Carter and Karen Hills have got to be under a little bit of pressure at the moment. Um, with the, with the money that those two clubs have spent and the position that they're in. Um, but hey, um, right, um, kind of wary of the time. One of the things that, the points I just wanted to make before I start asking predictions, uh, something I mentioned on, on your pod last night, that I kind of feel with uh, our two teams, because it was mentioned, wasn't it, about whether uh, that one of you guys said about you don't think you'd get carried away by... Or, by being in second at the moment, going to the game. And I said that I feel both clubs are the same, where without with uh, Melrose for yourselves and, and Laurel Kaminsky for us, that the, the, both managers have keep the, keep the teams very grounded. Um, that, you know, it's all about organisation, about preparation and just focusing on one game at a time and, you know, won't let the occasion get to them. And I, I, I do feel that would be the case. And I do feel this Sunday that, the old cliche, but that first goal is going to be so important because you've shown really, you know, three clean sheets. You get yourself one nil up, and that's how it's finished so far in the game. Um, you know, and you kind of think that if you can get yourselves one nil ahead in this game, you know, you'll make it, especially at home, you'll make it very, very difficult for us to get ourselves back into the game. But I think for our end, our end if we can get ourselves ahead. Um, you know, we should be the first team to do that this season to score against you. If we can, if we can get that first goal, it's going to alter your how you've got to play a bit. And I think, as we've shown, you know, in the second half against Birmingham, and as we showed um, in that absolute demolition uh, of Dirty Durham, that we've got the players that if you, we start getting that bit of space and that, you know, that the, the game opens up more, that we can really do some damage. So. I do think that old cliche that the first goal really could be the game changer in this one. No, you're right, and um, and it'll be interesting. You know, we've we've never seen a score behind. You know, this this season, and obviously in the league because we haven't conceded yet. So, um, I think it'll be massively important if we, if we go ahead, considering we've we know how confident we are now that we are ahead, and what we're doing this year, which we we haven't done for the last couple of years since we got up to this level, is um, we're we're actually giving it back now instead of just, you know, getting kicked off the park all the time. We're, we're giving it back a little bit. Um, I watched the Southampton game and I know, you know, there was a couple of comments saying that we were, you know, eye gouging this, that and the other, which I didn't see, to be totally honest with you. But we are, you know, giving away those clever fouls. We are kind of getting stuck in. We are fighting, you know, which a couple of times last year we, we didn't and we we got beat a little bit too easily last year. Um Whereas now, like I say, bringing in the likes of Tash Menton and Jenna Dia, who w- just will not stop fighting, you know what I mean? And obviously Katie Kitchen, who can, who can probably dish it out as well, you know what I mean? But having her as like that, that mercurial player in the middle, um, we we would be 
very difficult to peg back if we did go ahead because obviously we've we've shown in the three in the three games so far that like we've got quite a solid back line. Um, the thing is, what well, I think what's probably a little bit different on Sunday is we're coming up against Pierce on on both wings, which I don't think we've kind of done this year yet. And obviously with you know with their um, Annabelle Annabelle Blanchard in the middle is quick and direct as well. So it'll be a different challenge for us because I think that's the only one thing we're lacking a little bit at the back. With with Amy and and Brianna, they're not the quickest. So obviously, um, we've got Jess Brown and uh, Louise Griffiths playing fullbacks, who would have to maybe get cut in a little, have to have to get you know brought in a little bit, which which could see a little bit you know a little bit of overcrowdedness in there. So it would be it'd be a very very interesting game. I think Sunday, I think it's going to be one of them ones where if we go one nil up, um, we might be able to you know keep the ball and and pick Palace off. But also, on the other hand, if we're chasing games with the pace you guys have got, and you guys are just on a high after beating Birmingham away from home and, and you know, doing the dirty on Durham, um, you know, the, the the confidence in your team must be sky high. So if you go one, they'll be going to be thinking, how many? You know what I mean? Now, can we get another three or four? Um, and and as as I heard you say earlier on, you're not stopping now, whereas last year, you know, maybe a couple of times just laid, laid it off a little bit. Um, now, if you're not stopping, it could end up being, you know, a little bit of one of them one-sided games. But I think, I honestly think Sunday will be the game of the week. Um, I think it should be on the FA play. I think it's a really interesting game. And had it been, you know, the two teams people were expecting to be top of the league in a top-of-the-table clash, it'd be straight over the FA play. And, you know, the teams first and second aren't probably going to get a look in. So we'll see what happens. But it'll be a very, very interesting game. I think it's going to be one of them ones. I don't, I think both teams will score. I don't think it'll be Nil, like a one nil or a nil nil or whatever. I do think both teams will score. Uh, we can't go all season without conceding the goal. It's it's impossible, isn't it? You know, we are going to concede, and it's just going to show. It's going to probably show a different side to us that what would happen once we do go behind, which would be very interesting. Yeah, you're right about the player. I don't know why they. Um, there's no WSL games, is there this weekend? So I don't know why you'd think, wouldn't you? You'd look at it and go, ooh. You know, I know they've already arranged the the, the fixture, but um, you know, top of the table clash. Let's just add it on. I can't imagine it's going to cost them anything, but you know, the them's is the ways of uh, the, the these the way these people move. Unfortunately, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah. We have actually on a, we have a YouTube channel now, so it is on Sunderland's YouTube channel. Uh, I don't think there's commentary or anything like that, but it will be available. So if uh, any Palace fans want to go on, you, you can watch it on our YouTube channel. Oh, would you mind sending a link to that to me, please? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no problem at all. That'd be great. Um, Right, okay. So, with that said, um, it's that key time that we always do, uh, which is the prediction, score predictions. Um, And as our guest, I will uh, throw over to you first. What what do you think the scoreline will be on Sunday? Um, I can't remember what I put in your little prediction league. So, I don't know if I put 1-0 or 2-1. so I'm gonna say two one Sunderland. I think it'll be a very very good game though, and I can't I can't say it. I kind of go against Sunderland kind of. So I think two one, but it'll be a fantastic game. I think it'll be a very very enjoyable football match. And Phil, how about yourself, sir? Uh, I'm I, I, I'm gonna stick with what I put in the predictions, which is two two. Um, I think it's the two informed teams. Both got lots of confidence. I think it'll be a cracking game and. Uh, I think it'll be. I just think they'll cancel each other out. Two-two. 
Um, you usually ask me for the goal scores for Palace, so I am going to go for Annabelle and um, Elise Hughes. It feels like just like such a cop out going for those two. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the, obvious, it's the obvious two, isn't it? <laughs> Molly Sharp always scores against them, and so you got to go oh, for them. Um, exactly. I can't believe I missed out on Molly. You've already said oh, it. I, I, I already said, like I said last week, after we both didn't list Molly as a goal scorer, that we were stupid for not doing it because she shakes uh, the north. Can I change my mind? Can I change my no, mind? No, you said it now. You're, in. you're, <laughs> locked, you're locked in. Um, so you've gone for a Desmond. Right, I, uh, I, I, I think two one Palace. Um, don't get me wrong; it'd be very Palace to having one nine one to then go and lose like one nil or two nil or something like that. Do you know what I mean? And then not score for four games. It's like we've used up our goal quota for a while. Um, but after you know two win, two back to back wins and a nine one absolute destruction of Dirty Durham, it's hard. I can't then you know think we're going to lose. Uh, so I've gone two one Palace. Uh, I think Annabelle scores again because I I know, I know I just know that how knowing how competitive Annabelle is even though she scored a hat trick the competitive side of her would have been annoyed that Hughesy scored four um, so I think she will I think she'll get one um, and Moles will get the other uh, she'll add another Northern scalp to her to her collection um, and we'll win two one so uh, yes that's 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 my thoughts on that right. Uh, with that said, um, so mindful of the time, I uh, just want to point out we did, uh, we we're able to. It's a bit harder now because the, the the players don't, don't quite come over at the end of the game, and they've got their own place after the game. And we tried to give out the the, uh, the, the trophies and stuff, but we were able to present Moles with her um, fifty club trophy on the weekend. So uh, delighted for that, and um, her and Husey now getting close to catching bees record to the promotion of uh, top scorers at the club. <laughs> so uh, I think we'll probably see that beaten this season. Um, well, fingers crossed, because that means they're scoring goals. Um, right. Uh, with that said, Phil, is there anything you want to add before I, I round things up? Uh, no, thanks. Just really enjoyed having Ant on the show. Thanks so much, Ant. And I look forward to seeing you on Sunday, mate. Cheers. Yeah, no worries. Thank you so much for having us, guys. Thank you. Excellent. Well, first of all, Ant, just want to say thank you very much for coming on, as always. It's always a pleasure. Uh, again, to go on your show and, and having you on our show. Um, I kind of feel like there's a little bit of a link now. We're, we're building up a few with, with yourself, um, with the Saints pod, uh, podders as well. And I love that, you know. Um, that's what it's all about, isn't it, in the, in the football? And I think it's great that we can, um, you know, you're you rivals on the pitch and we can all back each other off of it, um, which I think is Yeah, superb. it's a friendly rivalry now, isn't it? We're all, we're all buddies, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're never going to see anyone from Durham on here. I mean, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's never going to happen. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's fantastic. So I, I love that we get to do that. So thank you for coming on. Um, and just thanks to everybody who has listened into us live tonight. Uh, or if you're listening on the replay on Twitter, or if you're listening on Spotify, where it is free to listen and subscribe. Uh, tonight's show has been sponsored by Durham University. Uh, I hear they're giving out uh, grades of nine and one. Um so uh, get yourself to Durham University. Obviously, don't really get yourself to Durham University. Uh, it's just a small school in Wearside. That is why. Uh, so thank you very much, everybody. Um, cheers, Phil, as always. Appreciate uh, you being able to come on. Obviously, our next show will be... I probably not be next because I've gone on holiday. So I'll probably just do one more away. So we'll probably not next week, but the week after, where we'll review 
hopefully our win over Sutherland and we'll preview the Sheffield United game at the VBS. Um, so with that said, cheers, Phil. Thanks very much. Cheers, Mike. Lovely. Uh, you've all been listening to We Absolutely Destroyed Dirty Durham 9-1 on Sunday. And so thank you very much. Come on, you palace. We're